Hey DNVR listeners, we're excited to tell you about some game-changing coffee. StravaCraft is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives, and their reviews are incredible, so be sure to check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It has helped decrease anxiety. You name it. CBD is all-natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we couldn't recommend it more to our listeners. As Strava says, drink deeply, live fully. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use code DNVR20 at checkout, and you can get it shipped straight to your door. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole, a left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He shoots and scars. Nathan McKinnon. Cole J.T. Comfer, 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog, collective hugs, 29 and 92. Save me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon. My goodness gracious. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast. This is a Monday episode presented by The Green Solution. You can visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. And you can use code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. I'm Nathan Rudolph. AJ having a little bit of time off dealing with some bad news as far as getting his computer broken but evan is with me today evan rowell joining me to talk a little bit of abs hockey which i imagine might be a lot of sunshine and rainbows considering they are four and oh evan how are you doing i'm doing good uh last night was uh well it wasn't a great game until the third period really picked up but i'm doing good Yeah, I think you kind of hit it on the head right there. The first two periods was not exactly high-octane hockey, was it? No, and that's, I mean, Arizona knows how they have to play to win these games. They obviously don't have a ton of high-end talent. So, they. uh, I mean, anytime they got the chance, they just chipped it in and went to work and tried to force some turnovers, which they did. Uh, but they just couldn't finish. So that was uh, Arizona kind of dictated a lot of what went on in those first two periods. And then, you know, the Avs kind of skill took over a little bit after that. I remember they were good. Yeah. Um, yeah, you did say, you know, Arizona forcing those turnovers, creating a lot of opportunities. Pavel Francouz, his first start, you got to give him some credit there. I mean, for a guy that has not had that much experience in North America, he came in big, made 34 saves. That's how you earn a, a solid backup role. Yeah, and I mean, he's what Johnson took the penalty about 30 seconds in, and yeah, I yeah. mean, he pretty much said as much afterwards that you know, in hindsight, that was good for him to get into the game. Um, I think Arizona has a pretty good power play at least to start the year, but um, yeah, I mean, he got a couple shots in. Uh, he faced pretty high volume of shots last night, but it wasn't anything spectacular as far as chances go. So it was a good game to get him into as kind of a really smart decision by Bender to get him out there. And, you know, he did exactly what he needed to do to earn the trust of the team. And 
and the coaching staff to, I mean, I'm imagining he's going to get some starts on this road trip too. Yeah, you would have to think so, especially with the the back-to-backs at the end of it kind of there. But it's – one game is one game. You can only take so much from it. But given they probably want Grubauer to play a significant number of games – Starting strong is gonna earn Francis some more. Yeah, and I mean, and I knew he was good at it, but just watching him last night, I mean, there was one time that I think an Arizona player shot the puck at him. He caught it with his glove, and he immediately just dropped it down to play it. And it's just yeah. After years of watching Varley not want anything to do with it, it's kind of refreshing to see him, you know, do that and be good at it. And and Grubauer is not bad at it either. So it's kind of a different look back there on net with the defenseman probably getting a little bit of help. Funnily enough, this is the first year in a long time that's really been relevant with the new barley cover rule where if they shoot it in and they're not pressured, then the offensive team or the team who shot it in gets to choose the side on the faceoff. Yeah. So it, it will be interesting to see how that develops and if that does start to come into play a little bit more. Yeah, don't miss those barley covers, that's for sure. <laughs> Definitely not on the no pressure shot from the red line, and then you have to take an offensive or defensive zone face off, especially with the abs face off percentages. Uh, but yeah, well, I mean, right now they're just throwing Kadri out there and hoping that he can play, take everything. <laughs> well, I mean, it worked last night, so yeah. I mean, Belmar, at least for now, is not you know doing the face off thing that he was kind of brought in or expected to do, but I, I'm sure that won't last. He's a proven guy there, but. Um, yeah, I mean, with Francis, I, I mean, it's it's a good start. And, I mean, when we went to the locker room, uh, Landy just basically, you know, everyone else bailed out of the locker room. And he said, first NHL start, first NHL win, go talk to him. So everyone went to talk to him. So that's just kind of what Landy does. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's always good to see a little bit of that camaraderie and, and stuff in the locker room, especially for, for a big moment like that. Yeah. And, I mean, he had to... Uh, uh, make a, a few saves in overtime to come up big. Yeah, he, he certainly earned it. I don't think there's any doubt about that. The defense, I don't think it was as sloppy as it was in Boston or against Boston, but still, it hasn't quite really gelled yet, has it? Uh, I thought the first period was really sloppy. And I mean, the rest of the game wasn't that bad other than the shift where Barbarios was it a skate guard that fell off or what was that? Yeah. We're unconfirmed on what exactly it was, but something went wrong with the skate for sure. Yeah, I mean, other than, like the first period, of the defense, uh, pretty much every one of them was turning it over. Um, yeah. but after that, it kind of, you know, it calmed down a little bit and it just became more of the grinded out game that Arizona wanted. But, um, yeah, I mean the defense, you know, Bednar was seemed pretty happy after the game. He said that that was that the checking, of uh, the entire team had picked up in that game. So he was pretty happy with how they played. So um, I think, you know, I guess that's a good start, at least on his end, at least what he sees. Sure. I mean, the physicality side, I guess you can, you can hand it there. There were a number of, I don't think any of them were huge hits, but there were solid hits. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was Z's most, I don't think it was his best game. That's for sure. But his most physical game of the year. Um, yep. credited with five hits in it. Yeah, so. we saw McCarr throw his big one. I even saw Sam throw a couple in the corner. So um, the physicality was there, and that's you know something that this team's not exactly going to be known for, but it's not the worst thing in the world to see. Let's fast forward a little bit 
jump to the third period where the goals and such actually happened. Yeah. Abs get that power play opportunity. Nazem Kadri manages to get on the board with his first goal, and I that goal felt so much like a Kadri goal to me to hang on to the puck, drag it back, and then beat Ronta. Yeah, those beautiful goal. I called it. I guess I didn't. I was just yeah. kind of put it out there that hey, it would be a good time <laughs> for it, and you know he came through. Um, not quite sure what the defenseman was doing there. It seemed a little like uh, Ole defense, but Kadri with the nice move and. You know, you could kind of see the weight come off his shoulders after that. You know. Yeah, it was a nice, nice first goal to have. Um, and I really, I've, I've liked the way he's played for the most part. And on the power play, he's doing exactly what he needs to do. He doesn't really have the biggest role there because he's not handling the puck as much. But he's winning the majority of the faceoffs and getting them the puck to start pretty much every uh power play so he's doing his job so it's nice to see him get rewarded and hopefully that this starts to carry over to even strength where he still doesn't have a point i agree with you on the idea that i think Kadri has played well through the first four games the points have to start to come though and and this was a good start it he has to be able to produce at five on five to make this team successful long term yeah and, and i mean they can't find it they still have not found a combination that they like i mean the third period it was right. wilson had moved up there and i thought wilson had a pretty rough game after playing really well the other night uh they had moved him up there and moved burakovsky down so they're still tinkering with it if if comfort comes back based on what bedner said after the game with jost i wouldn't be surprised if comfort gets a shot on that line uh so that i mean just another winger to give him a chance with so uh, still finding the right combination, but yeah, the, you know, luckily he's being helped out, and pretty much everyone's being helped out because the depth is pretty much every line is contributing right now. So uh, it'd be nice to get him going at even strength. Depth contributions are definitely something I can drink to. So it's time to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established here in Breckenridge, Colorado in 1990. I've told you about so many of their beers already. I actually found at my local liquor store, their Christmas ale is already on sale in some locations. So if, you can't wait for Christmas and the holidays are coming up. You can you can get it through Breck Brew if you need to. Let's start that <laughs> holiday stuff early now. I mean, pumpkin beer has yeah, been I out know. for months. It's not even – Halloween's still three weeks away and we're already in the Christmas yeah. beer. So. Yeah, so. I went to Home Depot yesterday. There's Christmas stuff up everywhere. So they, they get it started early. So there you go. I guess if you want to get ready early, Breck Brew is the way to go. They, of course, do have a number of other beers as well, whether it's the Strawberry Sky that it seems like everyone is getting their hands on now, or just your standard Avalanche Amber Ale. You can go with something simple. Either way, keep an eye out for Breck Brew at your local liquor store. They have a beer for everyone is what I like to always say. And keep an eye on thednvr.com for the Breckenridge event calendar. We have a ton of events where we drink Breck brews. We just had one on Sunday, another tailgate party for the Broncos, where you can drink Breck brews for free. All you have to do is show up and you get free beer. Can't recommend that enough. Just come out, have a few beers with us, have a good time. It's really just fun. Sounds like a good deal. (laughs) Yeah, I'm saying free beer is the best deal there is, right? Yeah, I mean, free anything, but free beer is twice as good. There you go. Perfect. So 
we started talking about Jost a little bit. He did score his first goal of the year last night. I kind of just found a, a little bit of a gift there off of a rebound from a Makar shot out high. But this is two games in a row. He's played center for Comfer. He's looked significantly better in those two games. Can we just lock him in at center at this point? I, I would sure hope so. And given what Bednar said after the game, it seems like they're leaning that way. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they went through all of camp just trying to jam him into being a winger. And I think they've realized that, you know, that's just not his natural position. You know, less thinking, more do or more working is what Bender said after the game. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, that's what you expect with a guy who's playing his natural position, just to just go out there and do what he does best. So, uh, I really liked his game these last two games. Uh, other than the face-off circle, obviously he's getting pounded there, but uh, that's something he can still work on since he hasn't really been practicing at center all camp. But, I mean, you say he didn't really do much, but, I mean, you go to the net, you score goals. That's what Bednar said after the game. They finally got greasy and went to the net, and that's what led to them scoring. Both shots from Makar out high that ended up in rebound goals. Something the Avs have needed more of is those garbage-type goals. Obviously, Kadri makes it look real good, but the rebound goals is is really a, th- a place I think they've improved depth-wise. Yeah. I mean, well, didn't... One of the comparisons when Joseph was coming through is that he's a lot like Zach Parisi. He looked he looked a lot like Zach Parisi with that goal last night, don't you think? That's very true. I mean, he probably would need to put on a bit more weight size to get up to to Parise levels, but battling in front and and jamming home stuff like that is very Parise. Yeah, he's not the type of guy that's gonna get loose and go bar down. A lot of his goals are greasy, so. Just seeing that type of goal, hopefully that gets him going. I, he's playing really well at center, and he just looks comfortable, which is the most important thing. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Real quick before we get out of segment one here, Kale McCarr, five assists that leads all rookies in assist numbers. None of them have been particularly incredible, but uh, production is production, right? Yeah, I mean, you you guys said I was crazy when I said forty nine points because he's gonna just play with these big guns and pick up secondary assists and things like that. And that's what's happening, right? I thought last night was his best game to start the year. He seemed the most comfortable with the puck on his stick. Uh, He was trying to do things. He was moving his feet. Uh, I mean, when he got that breakaway in overtime, I thought it was over. Just you could see his acceleration. So uh, easily his best game. And, you know, he got that big hit to go along with it. Just a little taste of what he can become in the NHL. Yeah, you got you got to be thinking a whole lot of positive thoughts for the future when it comes to him right yeah. now. Well, he, the first, at least the opening night, it seemed like he was really timid as far as shooting the puck goes, and that has yeah. changed the last couple of games, and it's leading to goals. Led to two last night. Well, safe to say that if he continues at this rate in a couple of years, he's going to be in a very, very different tax bracket. So it's time to talk about <laughs> a new alternative for addressing your tax needs. Symbio Tax and Administration provides its clients with honest and knowledgeable tax services from a licensed professional. You guys know we're all about taking care of our own, and George over at Symbio Tax is a proud DNVR subscriber and a diehard ABS fan. Whether you have a small business, you're looking to rent out a room in your house, or if you just need to get your tax return filed, go to a qualified professional to understand your tax requirements. 
requirements. Don't end up at one of those retail tax chains. Call SymbioTax today for a free consultation at 720-366-4470 or visit them at SymbioTax.com. That's S-Y-M-B-I-O-Tax.com. We will be back in the second segment for more talk about this game. Second segment of the DNVR Avalanche podcast with Nathan and Evan. We're here talking about the 3-2 win over the Coyotes. We talked about Jost. We talked about Kadri. One area that might be of concern, three out of the four games the Avs have played this year, they had a 2-0 lead that they blew. Yeah. uh, I mean, it really... I felt like Arizona... I don't think either team dominated that game, but if it really did feel like Arizona kind of controlled the majority of that game as far as shots goes. So to see them come back wasn't a huge surprise, but this whole getting the lead and you know giving it up immediately is something that they want to clean up. And I guess that's you know it feels a lot better when you can clean up things and be four and zero at the same time. For sure, the ending up getting the W at the end of the day is is way better than truly blowing it. But still. It's a team that has, in the past, struggled with playing with leads. Yeah, and both of those goals last night were just breakdowns. Z was just chasing on the wrong side of the ice on the first goal. And then the second one was just a full. seemed like everyone was looking at the puck and not covering anyone. So that's what kind of led to that. So they seem like mistakes that can be fixed. And that's what Bednar really would like to do moving forward here so i think that's you know it's something that they can take care of pretty easily if they just you know play the right way yeah i i don't think the abs have their systems designed around ranting and being the f3 ever i'll put it that way no i don't i don't think so I, pretty much everyone that line my line is landy being the f3 at all times yeah so we know Rantanen's paid to score goals, not prevent them. That's just the way it's going to yeah. be. I do think he's been pretty good defensively this year. He has been better. Yeah, he, he's not really been very good at it in the past, but I, I feel like you can kind of see some improvements this year, which is you know, just something you know, worth the money, I guess. Yeah, right. Every little thing counts for sure. Yeah. When you're trying to make up nine and a quarter million. He was already worth it, but anything helps there. Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah, both goals were defensive breakdowns. Couldn't really fault Francois. Francois, I think I'm getting closer for all of, for either of them. You get into overtime. This team looks very, very different in overtime than it did last year. Yeah, and McKinnon or McCarr certainly helps. He's just kind of an explode. He's a, a lot. You know, I, I know he's replacing Barry, but he's not really the same type of player. He's very explosive and. Just seeing him take off on that breakaway was kind of the same thing. And he's very patient with the puck. Um, I thought Gerard. I, I don't think Gerard's been very good at three hundred three, and he looked a lot better last night. Yep. Uh, same with Miko. Miko's really struggled in the three on three. So guys that have struggled in the past look good last night. So it's uh, it's 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 good moving forward here because three on three cost them a lot of games last year. It certainly certainly did. I. Uh, like you said about Gerard, I loved his overtime. He looked so much more confident with the puck and realized, you know what? I can hang on to it. I don't have to pass it immediately. Yeah, it, it seemed like he had the puck for at least 20 seconds before 
that Burakovsky goal. I think he was just holding on to it while Burakovsky was getting onto the ice. So he was just kind of, you know, basically killing, killing time. Right. He did one cycle and then Landy went to change. So he just kind of kept cycling around with the puck. Yeah. He's good at that. Yeah. Right. The kid can skate like the wind, basically. It's very smooth. Oh, yeah. Working from there, Burakovsky, obviously the beautiful overtime winner. I'm calling him the Super Saiyan these days with with two game winners in a row there. Can he keep it up? I I sure hope so. And I'm sure that's what the ads <laughs> are hoping. So I, I know if they gave him an assist on that second goal, they originally didn't do that. So that's a two-point night for him. So, uh, it, it, I mean, you want to see him keep it up. This is exactly what you brought him in for. And I, I have not been a believer all summer just from what I had seen from him in Washington. So I would love to be proven wrong. And so far he's doing that. And both of his goals have been perfect shots, which is one thing we all know he can do. So... If he's, what does he have, four points now in four games? I don't expect him to be a point-per-game player, but he's doing a lot better than I thought he was going to do because I didn't think he had a very good preseason to go with it. So he's, he's exceeded my expectations already, and you can see the skill level that's there. Yeah, uh, no argument. The preseason was definitely a little bit rough. He did spend most of it not in his second-line role alongside Kadri, though. Yeah, he's... It's- top line minutes which is a little bit more pressure so uh, a little bit less pressure and he's allowed to maybe control the puck a little bit more when yeah you know, obviously when you're playing with McKinnon McKinnon's gonna kind of be the big defer to there. that every time yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I think that is is a bit of the case certainly a little bit more freedom on that second line with that comes some question marks though. Kadri's solidly the two C. That's not changing. Burakovsky is generally that second right wing, but we did see them try Colin Wilson up there against Arizona. And at this point, that second left wing spot seems completely up for grabs with Jost sliding down to three C. Yeah, it, it really does seem like they want Donskoy and Kadri to be a thing. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure it's a great fit right now. I think Donskoy has looked really good, but I have the chemistry there just seems a little off. Um, Donskoy kind of had a quiet night last night, so maybe that's kind of fresh in my mind. Uh, but they just need to find the right combination. And like we mentioned earlier, they're just going to keep playing around with it. I think Comfort might be a good fit there. Uh, he's kind of a shooter, so I think it might work well there. And uh, I guess I, I don't really know who you play with Jost at that point. So they, they have a lot of combinations they can play with. It just seems like it's a lot of mixing and matching right now. And uh, I'm not even sure what the best combination would be. Yeah, I'm personally not a big fan of, of Comper as a shooter there, just because if you're getting the best out of Burakovsky, he's a shooter. Kadri also perfectly capable of being a shooter. It's uh, Donskoy, I think, on paper is a good fit there, but I don't really know how it starts to click. It seems like Donskoy might be dealing with a couple of things as well. He's not practicing to kind of recover and things like that. So that could be hindering it a bit as well. Yeah. And, and the one thing Donskoy is that, I mean, I guess that he isn't that these other guys, he's not a shooter. He's going to be definitely a not. Yeah. Uh, 
he really could definitely stand to shoot a little bit more, but he's more of a distributor, so I can see why they would want him with on that line because he's going to be the, the guy that can carry the puck in and maybe create some space for the other guys. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do because I know in the past it seems like Jost and Comfort being roommates and everything, they should work on the ice. Hasn't necessarily panned out, so I'm not sure yeah, if it's going to pan out true. anymore this year. Yeah, definitely something that they kind of already know what it looks like at the very least. And I mean, I guess Wilson is also the uh, wild card here because I would venture to guess that he's going to stay in the lineup once Confer comes back and Nachushkin is going to come down. So they could realistically, the way that they're distributing the ice time right now, the third and fourth line aren't all that different in terms of ice time. So yeah. I could even see them putting Confer on that fourth line and having him be the right winger there. Sure, and Nachushkin had seven minutes and twenty seconds of ice time in this last game, which was four minutes less than anyone else. Yeah, so he 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 left the ice in pain a couple times. So I don't know if he's dealing with something too. For being four games in, the Avs are dealing with a lot of issues. Dinged up players, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if they're minor and you get them out of the way early, that's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, and it helps. I mean, they're carrying fourteen forwards, so you can rest a guy here and there if you have to. Very true. If they consider Chamin have an option, they haven't really leaned that way yet. Yeah, it doesn't. He hasn't even really been talked about at all as an option, has no, he? No, he hasn't. And I, I guess once, well, I, I would say once a center goes down, he'd go in, but that already happened and he did not go in. So maybe two centers. <laughs> if the center apocalypse happens, he might get to play. We'll see. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, hey, look. Avs are 4-0. Uh, not all the games were pretty. In fact, I think most of us agree that the Avs haven't played their best hockey yet. You got to feel good about that. Absolutely. They're finding ways to win, and they're finding ways to win without their top line doing everything, which it seemed like the last two years the top line had to do everything for them to win. So it's very encouraging how they're starting and winning these games, and Nathan McKinnon looks very, very human on the ice. He does not look spectacular in any way. Yeah. A very, very human. And then he has six points. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what happens when you're super talented. You can just kind of <laughs> keep getting points. So that's probably scaring the rest of the NHL. I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. I'd be, I'd be very afraid if, if you think McKinnon has another gear and he's got six points in the bag already. Yeah, so McKinnon looks human and Kadri has one point. So, and the answer four now. So, you know, not not too bad, I guess. It's the it's the way it goes sometimes, but we'll go go ahead and end this second segment here, talk about the upcoming road trip and specifically the weird afternoon Washington game we have coming up. But first, if you're lazy like me and don't want to go out to get your beer, Total Beverage is the thing for you. And right now they have an amazing deal. They're offering 30. That's right, 30. For the DNVR fam, 30% off your purchase of $25 or more when you use code DNVR2019. You can use that online or on the Total Beverage app, which you can download today. And as you may or may not know, Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area, from Lakewood to Boulder and from Aurora to Brighton, and they have the lowest prices in the state. 
Plus, they now offer CBD products. From drinks to gummies, you can enjoy CBD products on your next visit. Don't let this offer pass you by. Really can't say that enough. Nobody ever offers these 30% off deals. It's 30% off a purchase of $25 or more. And as I said, you can get it delivered straight to your own home. Cheers. Final segment of the DNVR Avalanche podcast with Nathan and Evan. We've talked about the Coyotes game. Avs are going out on the road for the first time. It's a big East Coast swing for them. They start in Washington today at 3 p.m. Get into it a little bit here. Can we expect some some reads here from Burakovsky, much like we saw with Soderberg against the Avs power play, where he just already knew where to be before the plays happened? I would hope so. Uh, you know, he didn't play a huge role there, but he played there for many years. So I would think that he's got a little bit of insight in Grubauer as well. So Yeah, that's true. Uh, they got a couple guys that have been this team for that played – Played for the uh, Caps for a few years, so should have some insight. Uh, I feel like Washington's power play has been the same thing for 10 years, and no one's been able to stop it. So uh, not probably not going to be able to do much there, but uh, you hope that Burkowski, and I bet he's hyped up coming in. He asked for a trade this summer. Four points in four games, starts gone as well as he could hope, and probably wants to show up his old team. Yeah, always that little bit of fire for sure to, to show him that, He's better than they thought he was. You are right, though. Ovi still just kind of shoots the puck really, really hard, doesn't he? Yeah, they have a lot of skilled guys, but you know where that puck, where they want to go with that puck, and nobody's been able to stop it. He just he lines up there, and he you know, he scores a lot of goals. A bit of an interesting spot that Washington is in right now. I felt like they kept most of their team together over the off season, but this is not the same team that won a cup two years ago. No, and the big thing I'm interested in seeing is who's going to be playing goalie for them tomorrow because Holtby in the games I've seen looks really bad. And yeah. their young goalie, Samsonov, looks a lot better. So uh, do you keep going with a veteran hoping he figures it out or do you just ride the young guy? So uh, I know that he just uh, – I think he's only given up two goals in his two starts. So that'll be interesting to watch. Uh, potentially a future av there since the caps are there goaltending development yeah, system right so something to keep an eye on there but you know it's it's still a really good team uh i picked them to win the cup this year actually i think this is kind of their last go at it uh probably backstrom's an unrestricted free agent so the money just keeps piling up and eventually that takes its toll on these teams but still a really good team they just have varying different pieces in that bottom six that have just changed a lot over the years. The Caps are 3-1-2 and two in six games to start the season. Honestly, they're kind of a low-scoring affair. 19 goals for, 17 goals against. Looking at some of these other teams around the East who are just putting up silly amounts of goals, they haven't really been, been playing very high octane. No, other than that one game against Nashville, which was like 6-5, to five, I think every other game's been pretty tame. So they don't have a lot of, I guess, Kempney's still hurt on defense, I think. So their defense is kind of a little bit of a no-name defense after Orlov and after Carlson. So uh, they're probably trying to lock it down a little bit right now, uh, not play too crazy, which, you know, they have, they have the skill to kind of make up for it. But uh, that may be part of the reason why they're low-scoring games. I don't know. I, I'm not sure what to expect 
out of the East Coast this year. Right now, there are two teams in the East with more points than the Avs, and that's Carolina and Buffalo, and both have played more games than the Avs. So, yeah. Granted, the Avs are one of two undefeated teams in the league, so that might not be the fairest comparison, but. Yeah, I think what what is the East versus West? I saw a stat the other day. The East is destroying the West right now, but that can change at any moment. Uh, the Avs are going in there, and they're you know they have Washington tomorrow, or when this goes up today, and then they have Pittsburgh on Wednesday, who they have no bodies left yet. They're scoring. I think they've put up two touchdowns the last two games. So who the heck knows what's going on there? So a uh, little bit different. Eat playing East Coast hockey in the first road trip of the year. You never know what to expect with this stuff. So. Uh, I'm interested to see how they handle this matchup-wise because they've kind of, at least in the Boston game, they spread out the ice time on defense a little bit more. Uh, they didn't do as much last game, but yeah, they've kept the pairs for the most part, I would say, pretty consistent. And we know that Pratt and Bednar are not afraid to mix it up just to get the matchups there. So I'm I'm interested to see how they handle that on the road. Road home team gets last change. I can certainly say I'm not super excited about the prospect of Barbs and Graves versus Ovechkin. No. Well, I guess we'll see if Ian Cole gets in. But That's true. He's been cleared but isn't ready. Yeah, we'll see. He's been cleared for a couple days. They didn't practice today, so it's, it's tough to say. We'll find out tomorrow, but I could see him. I think he's definitely going to get on this road trip. Yeah. It's just, it's just a matter of when. Is it up here or down in Florida or wherever? Yeah, yeah, because the Barbs played really well against Boston, but played a little bit more erratic last game, so it might be a good chance to get him in. But they might want uh, Cole to get one more practice in on the road on Tuesday and then go from there. Yeah, that would make sense to me. I do wonder if, well, I, I suppose you don't want a guy who just became unbroken to run out there and block Ovechkin slappers, but no, nah, we'll let him block Crosby shots on Wednesday. <laughs> not quite as strong. No, not I guess. A little bit different, not just bombs from the corner. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. Looking at this road trip. Oh, 500 good enough with a four Oh start. Uh, I always say 500 would be fine with me, especially if this is a long road trip and they're facing some really good teams. Yeah. So I think 500 would be just fine, especially with a back-to-back in there. So uh, 500 would be fine with me. I would have been cool with 3-1 and one at home to start the year, and they've exceeded that. So you know, we'll see where they go from here. But yeah, I, I do think 500 would be fine just because of the quality of teams they're playing. There's no, you know, Florida has maybe had a tougher start to the year, but that's still a talented team. That would probably be the only weaker team that they're playing. Yeah. Definitely agree. If you're looking at the teams they play in this, well, okay, I guess Tampa at this very moment is technically not in the playoffs, but <laughs> we know better than that. Are you looking at the playoffs right now? I mean, just just for fun, yeah. right? It's Canadian Thanksgiving and also, yeah, I've got that President's Trophy locked up. Easy. Well, technically, they're behind Edmonton right now. So, yeah, well, thank you, schedule makers. <laughs> Which, how about that, by the way? Did anyone in the pool of the entire world have Edmonton at 5-0? and No, that is just... I don't know how they're doing it. I mean, I know how they're doing it. They have the two elite players that are kind of carrying things offensively, but 
and seven goals from James Neal. Yeah, I know. I picked him up on waivers the day of his four goal game. So I'm pretty, I'm feeling the heat from that. I like that. Uh, Doing all right for you. Yeah. There's a lot of guys on that forward court. I was watching their game the other night and I was like, who are these people? How are they winning games? So <laughs> that's an interesting one. I'm not sure it's going to keep up, but, uh, you know, Tippett's a good coach. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I think I could be a good coach for McDavid at least. Yeah, and that's not a good division. So True. who the heck knows what could happen there. We can kind of wrap things up here. Just sort of final thoughts on these first two weeks for the Avs. Maybe maybe a high note and a low note. Uh, high note? Uh, I mean, I think handling Boston that the way that they did, because that is a very, very good team. Come down, yep. come back from two no two nothing deficit and beat that team is a sign of how good these guys can really be uh, this coming year. So I would say that's a high note. Uh, low note, you know, it's hard to even pick a low note when you're four zero. I'm not even sure there is one. Uh, I would say all these guys being dinged up is not a good sign to start the year. But um, and really, I I want to say Nathan McKinnon, but he's got six points. <laughs> he just doesn't look as Superman as he did last two years. So uh, I think he's going to need to step it up on this road trip. But other than that, it's really tough to pick out anything negative. Yeah, I, I'm with you on, on the low negative side. The one negative I'll touch on is not the abs, but the horribly inconsistent refereeing we've seen through four games so far. Yeah, I'm not sure that's ever going to change. Uh, I don't think it ever will either. Yeah, but and challenges. I I think everyone's yes. over this offsides thing. Just get it over. Yeah. It helped the Avs the other day, but what was it like? 45 seconds before the goal even went in, like yeah, a full 50. It was so and silly. The Avs cleared, missed a couple chances to clear. It's just like this is not doing it. You want goals? This is not gonna. You know, you're taking a goal back 45 seconds because 45 seconds before some guy was half an inch offside. So that's a downside. And that's going to hang yeah. over the, the league until they decide to get rid of it. Curse you, Matt Duchesne. I was at that game and I remember being like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> <laughs> that was the most bizarre because that was like a weird afternoon game. And it was just like, yep. what? everyone knew he was offside. That, that's like you even watch that play. He's not even like doing anything. He just like gave up. Yeah. He's like, all right, then blow the whistle. Okay. It can you can see after he scores, he like turns to a teammate and mouths. Was that onside? Does that count? Yes, it did. But now we're facing the consequences. Yep. So this is the hockey world we live in now. But hey, if it helps the Avs get to four and zero, you take it while you can get it going to do it for us on this monday show we'll get out of your hair here so everyone can prepare to watch this weird afternoon holiday game hopefully it's a good one as always you will hear from us again tomorrow in need of a top dog electrician for over 35 years piper electric has been the most fairly priced dependable and trustworthy electrical contract company in the denver community if you call 303-646-6765 they will give you the dnvr back to school hookup and save you 20 percent off your next service call no job is too big or too small for piper electric they work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz whether it's residential commercial or industrial work don't forget you have to call 303-646-6765 
7765 to receive 20% off your next service call.